escape to the metaverse. But act like you know, yeah. You are now tuned into the Matthew and Rizzo show, yeah. Uh, escape to the metaverse. Better act like you know, yeah. You are now tuned into the Matthew and Rizzo show, yeah. Hey everyone, before we begin this week's episode of the Matthew and Rizzle Show, I just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Proof of Beauty. Proof of Beauty is an experimental digital experience studio. The blockchain is their canvas and the tokens are their brush. You can learn more about Proof of Beauty by checking out pob.studio. You can follow them on Twitter as well at P-R-R-F Beauty. That's P. RRF Beauty on Twitter and POB.studio on their homepage to learn more about their projects like Hash, London, and Publico. Thank you and enjoy the show. Okay, Point Shark, welcome to the Matthew and Rizzle Show, man. Thank you very much. Glad to be here for sure. Oh, yeah, it's been, we were just talking before we started recording, spilling all the good stuff beforehand, but it's been a long time coming, man. Um, it's always cool to be able to finally connect, uh, speak with another folk, another person that we've kind of like seen come up in this space over so long, um, especially someone that's been so prolific in terms of um, being a voxel artist and groups of voxels amongst other places. But for to get started, I think the best place would probably be uh, an introduction uh, from yourself, telling folks a little bit about your backgrounds, um, maybe where you're coming from pre-crypto, what brought you into this space, and and all that good stuff. Okay. So, yep. Thank you for the introduction. Uh, my name is Point Shark. Uh, I guess, um, much like a lot of people, didn't really have a have a place, you know. You find something you're lo- you think you're looking for something, but you don't know what. Um, and then it slaps you in the face. You either see it and you react, or it just goes right by and, and it passes you by. So I think that to me is my Web three experience. Um, so I'm from Southern California. Um, I don't have a real typical background in, in much of anything other than uh, uh, surfing. I like to surf um, a lot of. A lot of uh, extracurricular activities outside of the normal nine to five stuff. Um, I'm a big outdoorsman. I like to hike, run, surf, snowboard, you name it, trail run, martial arts, um, the whole nine yards. If it gets me going, I'll get going. Um, I haven't really created in a in a in a classical sense or in a in a typical sense as far as uh, my career path and where I started and and how I landed here, but. Um, I came up in the construction industry, um, early age, didn't really, uh, didn't mesh with school well. So that was the next best choice was, um, was get as much money as quickly as possible. And, you know, so you're, you're instantly either a POS or you can go to work. So, um, so I've been in construction industry for about 20 something years, which will kind of date me a little bit here, but that's all right. Um, so lots of experience building, building high rises, um, 
I've been in the trenches. I've been all the way from nothing, all the way to the top. Um, I currently am still in the construction industry and the building industry. Um, I'm into the more of the design phase at this point in my career. Uh, I do a lot of AutoCAD and a lot of Revit. Um, we, I, I, run a, I run a department actually at this point of CAD and, uh, and Revit kind of, I guess, detailers are what we're called. But we build virtual buildings uh, and then they get built in the real world. So I'm in the virtual design, virtual construction phase of, of designing architecture and engineering. So that's kind of where I get my, uh, my software background from. Um, once, once I realized I could, I could learn software and computers weren't this machine that, you know, you didn't necessarily have. I think we had them in high school and in junior high growing up, but it wasn't as big as they are now in our daily lives. So. You didn't really have to work on a computer if you didn't want to yet at that point. So, uh, but once I realized, you know, that it's not a scary thing and that my brain could handle adapting to software and, and the, the talk, it just, it kind of went from there. Um, just started learning. Haven't really had a traditional background. Don't really have any formal training. Um, I'm just, just learned it and, and can do it well at this point, well enough to, to run my department, I guess. Um, so I try to stay humble about that. But uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. That's where I started. And that's, uh, that's my real life. That's me in a nutshell, um, my day to day. I'm a big family guy as well. Um, and the family is what keeps me going, waking up every day, aside from all the rest of the wonderful things in life. Um, that's the main driving factor to open those eyes, get out of that bed, you know? So, so, so like, yeah. how did you, how did you find the, the crypto space and when was it when you found uh, NFTs and like crypto voxels? Um, so the crypto space, I, I was introduced to it in, I think June, May or June of 2017. Um, I think at this point people have already been investing in things. Um, there was a couple big companies throughout my childhood that, that you heard were the hot ticket, you know, hot investment. Well, some of those family stories became real and, and some of those family stories were missed out on. So I was always kind of in the back of my head, had my eyes open for, for what your lottery ticket investment could be. Um, but you're never going to know it until it's already passed because then the value's there and it's obvious for everybody. So didn't know what it was going to be, just kind of knew that something was going to eventually find me or I was going to find it. And, and one day a couple of friends were over having some beers and he started talking about big Bitcoin and Litecoin and all this. And I was like, huh, I've heard of that before. <laughs> Not sure what's going on, but tell me more. Let's have another beer. And uh, so we just started talking. He was spieling out. And this is super early. Um, you'll probably remember. I mean, my earliest memory that makes me feel that I'm old in the space is BitConnect. <laughs> and uh, so that was going around. That was a big topic, you know, in that conversation, um, which is funny. But uh but so basically that's when I, that's when I heard about it. And then I went to LA, hung out with some friends. Um, he was running a high rise up there. So we were up there hanging out with some high rise people in, in downtown LA and uh, more people had it in common than, than less people had heard about it. So I've started realizing like, okay, this is, you know, something that I'm going to pay attention to a little more. And so started investing, bought a little Bitcoin um, held, you know, never really sold anything. I'm not a big profit scraper type of guy. Um, here for the fun, here for the space. And, uh, but at that point it was just kind of an investment. So I just held and, um, and it was a wild ride right after that. 
And so once, once that started happening, it was like, all right, now what do we do? Um, so that's how I found crypto. And then after that, it was, I just had to read, I was reading anything I could find. I'm on sitting at break on my phone, just reading this about that, about proof of stake, proof of work, trying to just learn what the hell I've even got myself into. Um, so I'm learning, I'm learning, I can talk, I can have conversations with people now. And, uh, and then I, I read something about NFTs and crypto kitties and like digital receipts and things like that. And I started thinking like, wow, what is that? Okay. Concert tickets were something that was kind of an obvious use case for, you know, n- knowing now NFTs, but back then it was just, what, what is this? So, you know, like I said, crypto kitties um, was the pretty much the only thing that was out there. So I heard about crypto kitties and it hadn't really, hadn't really known what to do or even how to access. I don't even think I'd got into MetaMask at that point yet. I was probably still on like Tracer. Uh, what was that? That ETH wallet they had. I can't remember, but um, anyways, it was, it was before MetaMask for me. So I was just trying to figure stuff out still. And uh, I think a couple more months went by. So we're probably like in August, September, October, November, maybe of 17, maybe 2018 at this point. And uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers did a promo um, with a digital bobblehead and it had mm-hmm. a, uh, a passphrase on the back of it and it had a, a QR code so that you could access the site and enter the passphrase and then transfer this, this thing that it was in the wallet. And it was a, uh, it was an NFT and it was, it was a bobblehead and it was a digital bobblehead. And it was the first digital giveaway. I think it might've been the first digital NFT giveaway by a sports team in general. But um, I'm just south of L.A., so I got to stay out there. People love me or hate me, but the Dodgers are not my team. Um, <laughs> but I still went out because I was really interested, and, I, and I'm a big sports card collector. Um, and so I went out, and I actually bought two or three of them off of eBay. So I bought my first NFT, which was on a card, so it was physical, off of eBay. Huh. So that's kind of weird. Damn, you front ran the whole known origin acquisition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I was already buying buying NFTs on eBay back then. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah. So so then I just had these things, and I had no clue what to do. So I had to go investigate what the hell I just bought, other than a baseball card. Essentially, was what I was kind of relating it to it was a digital baseball card, digital era. So found the company, MLB Crypto Baseball. Um, they were later, I think it was Lucid Site, was the developers. They rebranded to MLB Champions. And uh, that's where I got my first taste of Discord, my first taste of uh, NFTs, sales. I think I missed all the auctions. Everything had gone to auction at that point. They had some pretty high prices and and I was just getting into it. So I, I was really kind of nervous and scared about even touching anything, but, uh, but saw everything and, and met some people. Um, there's a few people still from that, um, NFT platform that are still around today, um, that I'll see here and there. So it's pretty cool, but that was my first, that's how I first got into NFTs was by the Dodgers from baseball, which is really weird. Sports got me into NFTs. That's nuts, man. It's also crazy that uh, that the Dodgers were so early into NFTs. I, I was not aware that that was even a thing. 
um, let alone your story as well with, with Evie and everything. Uh, it's so crazy, man. And from like way back at, at this point, uh, you know, it's, it's really interesting hearing your construction background uh, because that is how I came to know you in the metaverse. Basically, uh, I, I want to say I was familiar with you and some of your builds and everything, but the most vivid memory of like our first like real interaction, I feel like was when we host the whip uh, at Mark, uh, we did like a Mark Rendar whip uh, and it was in the spot that you built. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Across the street from the trains, uh, the subway station and, and everything. And, and so, and ever since then I've been sort of like following your journey uh, mostly in like crypto voxels as a builder that that's like sort of how I came to know you as like one of like the OG builders in the space um, learning now that you've uh, you know, got your hand in like a few other things, but how did you come to crypto voxels? And I'd be really interested to hear like your perspective, like as someone who like works in the real world in like construction and design and everything, like, is there overlap? Like, I assume there's some overlap, but would be curious to hear like what the overlap is, why crypto voxels for you versus like some of these other platforms and everything. And yeah, just sort of your, your experience going from like a real world builder to a metaverse builder. Okay. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, Cause I think that's pretty much the drive. That was one of the drivers. So, so Yeah construction history got into software figured out some software learned software now all of a sudden i'm a software nerd and i figured out some stuff so what can i do with my newfound skills that i basically got paid to learn and and i have them what do i do with them what can i do that's fun not just work you know um so this kind of this this wonder this thought started brewing um and to to kind of pull back a bit um like I said, my background's in construction, but I've always, I'm never going to say it wasn't, I was an artist growing up, but you know, my, your mom loves your drawings. You know, everybody's mom's loves their drawings. Well, my mom loved my drawings. So it felt good, you know, to draw stuff and have people like it. And so I always had that kind of creation inside, even though I never really, uh, it just didn't take me that way in life. You know, school didn't take me that way. My natural um, gifts were more on the physical and the short and the surfboards and the, you know, the, just the getting out and getting stuff done. So I never really gravitated towards creation as much as I do these days. Um, but, but it was in there. And so once I learned all this, I had some extra knowledge and I realized that, wow, I just kind of took a step back and saw that I, I could learn something. Um, it, it lit a fire and I just had this, this burn on the inside. Like, what can I do now? What, what's next? Where can I take this? So, I started messing with like shapes, you know, and just modeling stuff in AutoCAD and, and just messing with stuff, seeing what I could do. And I was like, Ooh, I did a sphere, you know, Ooh, look at that pole. It goes right to the sphere. Now it looks like this cool design. I was like, okay, I think I'm onto something here. And I enjoyed 3d modeling at that point. So I just started 3d modeling. And, uh, at the same time around then we're going to go parallel with the, uh, the NFTs and the MLB crypto baseball story. I was in their discord a lot. Um, we we're doing trivia, much like a lot of the discords, um, just community engagement stuff. And um, I believe it was, so the, the moderator in there, I guess I'm allowed to use names, right? Um, Bitcoin Louie was in there yeah. um, as one of the mods. There was a couple more mods, but Satman and Bitcoin Louie 
we're doing this thing like horse races. I don't know if, if you guys ever ran those horse race games in any discords or you pick your pony and they kind of just take off and it was real analog and really silly and you kind of felt like it was rigged, but everybody was into it. And you picked your horse and watched it go and you had like a dog emoji. You know what I mean? I don't know. It was a little analog 2D game in Discord. Dude, I, I know so, all these names, but I did not, I did not play this game. I, I sort of regret never having some look it's, on it. It's weird. It was called Horse Race. So it was Bitcoin Louie. And Sapman's horse races, there's some something like that. And and Sapman was like, "Yo, Point Shark, uh, we need a flyer. We need a flyer. We gotta hype this up. Everyone's here." And I was hanging out with him, so I was like, "Yeah, you know, I'll make a flyer." I don't have any skills though. <laughs> he was like, "Well, I'm like, sure, why not? Here, check out this app. It's called Additional." I'm like, "All right." He's like, "You could tokenize it. We're gonna tokenize the flyer. We're and you send one back to me, and then we'll, you know, do the whole deal." So. So I made a flyer. It was cheesy. I'm super embarrassed. It's it's my first NFT ever made. It was a flyer for Satman and, and Bitcoin Louis horse races. It was some stock photo stuff with the little emoji. It was it's horrible. I'm so embarrassed, but it's legit <laughs> and it's my first NFT ever now, made. Now it's grail, man. <laughs> oh, it is, dude. If you could find one out there, if I ever become famous or die early and everyone loves it, um, that's the one right there. But uh <laughs> So I'm making this, so I, so that's why I found additional. So now we're starting to get into this, this, uh, this art, this creation, this NFT scene and crypto voxels. So now from the flyer, I'm in additional and I met some people there. That's, that's, uh, a few of the artists, um, on there, I would say more than a few. Um, and, and then a couple of the, the heads of the platform, I believe, um, they were, everybody was in, in this platform, minting art. Um, I don't want to go down the list of names cause I'm going to forget people, but if I end up naming people, it is what it is. And I'm sorry if I forgot you, but, um, so I'm in there and, and that's where I was minting stuff. And I forget, it must've been Jake Bruckman or I'm going to butcher the name. Probably not Elon Katen. Um, but Jake had a gallery in crypto voxels, the first edition gallery and, he was collecting as many first editions as he could because one of one, one of five. If you have the first edition of five, obviously number one first edition. So he was gathering a nice little collection off of additional and wherever else he was collecting art from at the time. Um, and that was going into his gallery. So he shared a link to the gallery and that was a CryptoVoxels link. And I clicked on the link. I was into the world and I was immediately fascinated with what the hell did I just fall into? It's this block clear. There was, you had images, but there was no color. Um, it was real black and white and it reminded me of Minecraft, but it wasn't Minecraft. It was NFTs. It was crypto. It just felt raw, fresh, different. Like it was just like, I just was amazed. You know, I'm not, I didn't have a, a huge gaming background. So a lot of the, a lot of the video game stuff that I was into wasn't around. At, in this point in time, you know, Street Fighter and stuff like that. So we didn't have a lot of building games. Um, and if we did, I just wasn't into them. I played a lot of the sports games, you know, FIFA soccer and a lot of that type of stuff. Um, a lot of the EA sports games packages. But anyway, so I just hadn't been exposed to anything like that before. And I was just amazed. I was taken back. Um, the art that people were creating that I was collecting that we were all sharing on that platform at the time was also being shown in this gallery. And I'm like, hey, that's a... Uh, that's so savage or that's mighty moose, you know? Oh, dang. Okay, cool. This is rad. So you could, 
like put your NFTs up here. So obviously now all of a sudden in my head, Crypto Voxels was a digital art gallery, um, which is probably the vibe that it put off for a long, long time before uh, a lot of the voxel models and a lot of the voxel artists started actually being able to implement their skills inside world because it was such a raw world back then. Um, they don't really have a lot of the options available in the builder that, that we do today. So it was real cubes. It was pretty much all cubes and you had to use the native textures. And I'm not even sure if you could input textures yet. You might have, but I'm not sure. So that's realistically how I found crypto voxels was through Jake Bruckman on additional and Ilan Katen because I was looking for some way to take these 3D AutoCAD drawings that I was creating and then turning into NFTs. I wanted to send, this is before IPFS links, I wanted to send the 3D model I had made with the NFT that was claimed on additional, but I couldn't get it. I couldn't link it. The platform couldn't link files and, and I think it was Rarible. That I'm probably not, but maybe it might've been Rarible. It did it first or the first one I remember. Um, but before that you couldn't do it. And uh, so I couldn't get the 3d models out to people, to my collectors or whatever. And Ilan Katon said, uh, why don't you voxelize it? And I was like, what do you mean voxelize it? And he showed me this app. It's one of the ones that's you Google voxel converter and it's always, it always pops up. I think it's the Drubu one or something. Um, but he was like, yeah, voxelize it and you can bring it into world. So after seeing the gallery and then hearing that from, from him, I was like, all right, it's on. I got to get into this place because this seems like it has both sides of me. It can do the art part. It can do the modeling part. There's a community. I already knew people that knew about it that were cool that that um received me well i could be awkward at times um and maybe don't say the right things or i mess my words up and you know so i, I was real thankful and humbled that um that i i was so accepted and also not viewing myself as an artist at the time um not really realizing until i guess you know within the last year or so that i guess i probably am an artist it's just i'm not the typical artist but uh, yeah, I was just really humbled by the space and the people that I just had to get into it. And if these guys were cool and these people knew about it and they were cool with it, then I'm cool with it. Let's do this. So that's that's how I found it. And uh, I don't think I had a parcel yet or anything. Um, I had to, I think I went in with Satman. We're still still in contact at this point. We we're going to do a little headquarters for MLB champions and maybe start something web three. We weren't sure, but he ended up with a parcel and I started messing with it and building and learning and just started pressing the buttons. And, uh, the rest is history, I guess at this point, you know, there's a lot in between, but yeah, that was, that was that right there. I love that man. And yet another shout out to Jake Brockman, uh, that man and the additional app and the community around it have just been responsible for bringing in so many, uh, just amazing souls into the space and artists and collectors. They, again, like in my like historical view, it's like there's additional and then there's sent. There's an interesting intersection there that brought a lot of people into the space early on, a lot of artists and collectors and early community that really turned people on to, to what we're, what, what's going on here in the real potential of the space. 
Um, I'm just curious, like in, it feels like decades <laughs> since then in crypto time, everything's moved so quickly. Um, since those early days, things have changed so much. Just like what, what's your take on how things have changed up until now? Um, like, how are you thinking about the whole space, let alone like specific projects like Pixels today? Um, it's definitely improved as far as uh, on many levels. I guess you could strip it all the way down raw to just sole amount of users and people in the space. Um, the numbers have improved, uh, which is cool. You know, because that's kind of always when I was in there early when you guys have been here for so long. And, and it's just kind of like same people showing up every day to the same party. Like, OK, are we done here? What's going on? Is this is anyone coming? But no one really cared. Um, so when you kind of you look at the numbers and you're like, wow, OK, cool. We were doing something cool that eventually people gravitated towards, wanted to get into, saw value in, left if they did. But, you know, there was the attraction um, that kind of helps justify why you're why why you're even here. You know what I mean. Um, so I I like the growth. Maybe not as exponential as it as it was. Um, it was a pretty wild ride these last year and a half or so, right? But uh, I think overall, um, in a whole, so the 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 underlying tone when when I was just starting, you know, and, and not sure my skills and where I fit in but just having a blast doing it was wait until this, it was a blank, you know, you fill in the blank, wait until blah, 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 wait until the voxel artists, wait until the CGI guys and girls, wait until, you know, the, the big time musicians. And it was all wait and see, wait and see. So we all kind of had foresight about what was to happen. So it was exciting that it happened. Um, obviously that was the positive, the negatives you can, probably outweigh i don't know or equivalent to the positives i want to say the positives are more because i'm a happy person um glass half like to be negative it's all in your head and if you can control your mind you can control anything so i don't like to find the negative there was a lot of negatives though that came from the exponential growth in the short amount of time um all the rugs don't like all the rugs don't like all the bad actors and the the creative scams, my God, it seems like every day there was a new one popping up and they're so real and so good, but that's the stuff. I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm one way or the other. I can appreciate the effort and the brains that people put in to scamming people. I hate scammers though, but, but the planning, they're so good at what they do. It sucks, and that's a negative part. I don't like all the negative attention and the scamming and stuff that went on. But back to back to small to big, um, the majority of the platforms have all gotten better. Um, if we want to go simple and stick home with crypto voxels, um, it's gone from black and white to having to buy your own native token to full color. Um, voxels, animations, uh, decimal point uh, adjustments. We didn't even have, we had to rotate our models. And if you couldn't land your edges how you wanted them, you'd have to like mirror it and then flip it and roll it another way. You couldn't just move it 0.001 and then 0.001 up and then turn it 
0.001 degree, it was real, real tough to get stuff in. So as far as like the UI of the builder of CryptoVoxels, um, hands down, it's night and day uh, building these days. It's almost, it's almost too good to where it seems that features are being added and, and removed um, because they're so quick to add things if, if we like it. Um, I guess that's, the, that's a good part about having a, having a smaller uh, controllable team within that aspect of it. I could probably say that the corporate money was, was good, but bad, you know, much like everything, double-edged sword, the exposure and the all eyes on us type of thing. Um, like it or not, that's what we got because of it. So we got a little more exposure to what we've been doing. Um, and then obviously the negative side of that is people that are coming in that just want a piece of the pie to go, to go run with it and go eat it somewhere else. So that would be a downfall of the space for sure. But like we all feel, um, the people that left are gone. Hopefully you got out of here alive and you still hold your wallet. Um, <laughs> right. And then now you might've stole some talent from their space. The people that stayed, that liked it, that, that went full web three over this past year, year and a half that used to work horrible jobs and, you know, diners and, and just scraping just to make it to next week's rent or, or, you know, whatever to go try to take a weekend vacation or something. But now there's so many stories of people that, that quit their old life and have found new life and new love and new, just new fire within themselves. Um, so I like that. I like that aspect of it right there. I don't think I'm ever going to try to go full web three or retire, get rich off the space. That's what keeps me humble in here. Um, but the people that were starving artists, you know, and things like that, that really just wanted to survive and that actually were able to right there, that's all worth it right there. All the bullshit that came and gone, um, the people that did make it, that were able to uplift themselves um, just by, just by going for it. Um, tons of respect to those people and nothing but love. And I just want to see everybody do well if they want to. So those are kind of pros and cons that I've seen. Yeah. I don't know if I'm running on too much, but yeah. No, dude, very, very well said, man. And I, I like what uh, the way you sort of framed things as far as like, you know, this big upswing and like hype cycle uh, sort of being justification uh, or like validation for what we all thought was awesome for like a long time before that. Yeah. Just like you said, man, we, we sort of all knew we were into something, uh, onto something. We all sort of felt like that big uh, wave was coming, but like nobody really knew like how it was going to come. And so, yeah, man, to sort of look at that as like validation of something that we all believed in very early on. Uh, I, I really appreciate the way you put that. Uh, so dude, like curious to hear your take on like why crypto voxels or why you've leaned so heavy into that. Was it uh, just sort of like first mover advantage? I feel like early on, early on, there were like very few choices if you were interested in like, you know, a, a, you know, crypto based metaverse uh, type of situation. Uh, but, you know, now the the landscape has changed. There's a lot of different options out there for for builders um have you tinkered around uh with any of the these other worlds uh are there any of them that you are like you, you know particularly a fan of uh, fan of have you just continued to lean really heavily into crypto voxels or like, what's your like sort of lay of the land right now um i like them all honestly i like i like the 
the differences in all of the visuals. I think each one has its own visual aesthetic. Obviously, Cryptovoxel swings one way hardcore with blocks and voxels. Um, and then you have a lot of the realistic stuff like uh, Decentraland, Insomnium. I'll stick with a couple big three, you know. Um, Sandbox, obviously, is another voxel base, so that's one way or the other. Um, so for my, for my particular skill set, um, the voxel modeling was a little more ready now. Uh, meshes and polygons and items and things like that wasn't really something that, I'd, that I was well-versed with yet. Um, I'm still not. I mess around and I've, I've built in other worlds. But to start, that's where I chose uh, CryptoVoxels. And, and then later on, I think Sandbox wasn't even ready to go yet. Um, but that was another one I was interested in, uh, primarily based on my on my ready-made skill set. Like I said, I, I can do – I'm not just a one-trick pony. But what was quicker um, for results now was voxels and voxel building. So that's what I just chose to focus my my next phase of software learning on. Um, but I like everything, like I said, individually. Um, Decentraland is in stained colors and the avatars are super cool looking. Um, I love the wearables and just the way that the look is a little more realistic. I like the way the lighting is um, and some of the lasers and the hot pinks and and uh, and things like that that you can get from some of those realistic platforms there in Insomnium space. Um, I liked Sandbox as well, um, obviously for voxel building. But uh, I have I still have a couple ideas for games. Didn't really know how I fit in, but but the building in particular was a lot easier to start off green fresh. Uh, in CryptoVoxels than it was in any of the other builders. So I tried them all. I touched a couple buttons and, you know, exploded stuff and things didn't look good. And it, it the learning curve was a little steeper in some of the other ones. I think I messed around with the SDK for Decentraland for a minute. And then I, once they had the prefab builder, I started making little parks and stuff, but I could never just, it wasn't, it just didn't grab me like the results I was getting from CryptoVoxels. So even though I was building in parallel areas and trying to check out different things, um, it was it was always just naturally led me back to CryptoVoxels. Um, I didn't have any land at one point. Now I have some. Uh, but I was never able to. I think the entry point Insomnium and Decentraland were also a little more than, than CryptoVoxels at the time because CryptoVoxels was so underdeveloped and grassroots, if you will. So it was easier. It was an easier entry point for me as well um, back then. Although I still really, really want to get a couple more parcels within Decentraland Somnium space and, and some of the other ones to start to explore more building. Um, I built a little in Substrata as well. Uh, I like Substrata a lot because that also has that single developer vibe where it's Nick and he's just doing his thing and you can watch the development of his tools literally on Twitter as he goes through stuff um, and adds lighting and adds shadows and, and just it's, I, I like watching the development of, of Somnium or uh, sorry, Substrata from where I saw it originally to where it's, it's still going these days. And there's a cool little crew in there. 
um, of builders. And, and I believe Nick did some of the rendering or something with, uh, for crypto voxels back in the day. So I'd already kind of known of Nick and his, his maps that he would make of crypto voxels that were just extremely crisp and clear. And I think Jin was throwing them up there and some of the backgrounds. And I was just amazed at some of the stuff that they were doing with, uh, with Substrata's lighting, even, I think it was Indigo render or something like that. Um, but yeah, those are, I like, I like all of them and, uh, they're obviously different, the different aesthetics and things like that. Yeah. Those early Substrata renders and like, especially what Jin was sharing back in the day where you would see like the whole of origin city, um, before <laughs> way back yeah. before Ben made the, uh, the original sin of going beyond and expanding and selling plots beyond origin city it was just that just kind of blew my mind because i had a few parcels kind of active in there but like to see that scale and to see it presented in that and like those those mod the way the the substrata models look it was just like damn that's so cool it was good (laughs) huh it was crisp yeah it's in my mind's eye when i think of crypto voxels that's that's still the image that comes to my mind to be honest um nice so cool um but for for someone like yourself that's so so deep into it, so, especially on the builder side, um, but in the community side as well, I have to imagine you have probably some of the the best critiques of of this like the virtual worlds as they they currently exist, um, the development since the beginning. Um, just really curious, like what's what's still missing? Like what are these worlds for for all the the great notes that they've struck like what are some off notes and like what are some parts of the song that they still need to nail for this this space to really grow and to attract more participants um the the first thing that instantly came to mind i think before you had finished your sentence it's kind of low-hanging fruit but it's a main focus a little more so i think um these days as it was back then um is interoperability um being able to do what we all speak about, own your assets over here and then walk them across the portal into the next world. Maybe it's from voxels to some sort of poly type world where your voxel models now become more poly instantly, or maybe they stay and they mesh, they they mix match uh, aesthetics and, and the voxels will always be voxels, but they're usable in the next world and noticed based on just a web three portal or firewall or, you know, non-tech. So, but you, you step through that door and it notices that you've got that and it lets you take it with you because you are the owner of that. I'll use this one, the golden sword or that badass AR from call of duty or something. Um, that's <laughs> <Unchained> I, chain. <laughs> sorry. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> But the one that is doing it is on chain chain. Um, no, but that's where you right there are stepping across the boundary of something that, that people have been talking about or working towards, but it doesn't seem like it's there yet, but everybody wants it, but it isn't really happening. And I think that's, that's a major step. And yes, Rizzle for you, I'm definitely going to point at you for that. That's that right there is huge. Um, Appreciate I don't care that. what it is, dude. If if you're pushing to get this into the next world and you can walk it through the door and it doesn't strip you from it 
or strip it from you as you walk through that portal and you just look, you look on the other side of the door and there it is on the floor. You know, that's not how it should be. If you walked into a party, your, your on chain chain would still be wearing right around your neck. Um, that's the type of stuff. I think, I think we're all working towards that. And I'll, I'll, I'll touch Webiverse, I believe, um, is, is a big proponent. And that's something that, that Jin's really involved in. I looked at Jin for a lot of this stuff. I'm yeah. not going to like sit here and, you know, man crush all over certain people, but, um, oh, it's all right, dude. We all man from, crush over Jin. <laughs> from day one. Jin's been the one that I've looked to for tons of different stuff. Yeah. Um, everything in VR chat and all the virtual spaces and the things that he says and the, the agendas he's pushing are pretty much on point and, yeah. That's 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 it, you know. They're focused on it. You know, it's got to be something right. And and Jin's savvy in tons and tons of other virtual spaces that you just have to bow to the experience and the knowledge and just come along for the ride and and drink the potion and just keep going because those are the people that are going to make it happen as well, not just the people preaching it, you know. And that's what that's I love that about this space too. Like to your on chain chain comment, you decided it was something you wanted to do and you did it you know, and it's happening and there's nothing you can do about it at this point because here it is and we're going that route. Um, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, I, first of all, dude, I really appreciate it, man. It, it, it was a, it, it's sort of like a selfish project, but also I do believe people want it. And, and I, but I also believe the people who really want it, you have to have like 10 layers deep of an understanding in order to even know what it is you're getting and what you want in the first place. So to hear that comment from someone like yourself, man, who's like, you know, been in the space for like so, so long, uh, it, it does mean a lot, man. And that's like, you know, what, you know, you're like the type of person we're trying to, we're all trying to move in this direction for uh, as well. Um, dude, what are you like currently working on these days? Do you have like an active build that you're like in progress on? Are you like sort of in between things or like what, what's your like current, uh, you know, status in the metaverse crypto NFT world? Um, well, I'm building, always building. It pretty much doesn't matter. Um, I got a real life job, but after that, after, after the responsibilities of life uh, come and go for the day, um, you'll find me at the computer if I get a chance. If I'm not too tired yet, I wake up really early every day. Um, so I'm at, I'm building at night, every single night, almost every night, depending on how much time. If it's if it's an hour or less, I try not to get on because I got to make it worth it. it. Takes you know a couple minutes just to turn the computer on and off. But um, no, right now I've been busy, head down. Um, I do commissions a lot. I've had to close all my commissions for now. I've turned down some, some notable ones that I hope are still there when I come back. But, uh, <laughs> but architect Island for crypto voxels. Um, I've been working on that for the past, let's see, it's gotta be at least two or three months at this point. Um, just grinding away. So we have, um, a little background for architect Island. That is, I believe it's 40. 40 parcels, so 40, 81, 21, 60. So there's four districts, like a north, south, east, and west, um, split into 40, 40, 40 parcels. Um, and then each district has a team, and each team splits the parcels to build. And uh, so the parcels themselves are going to be for sale. Um, this is this is a, a basically it's a commission by CryptoVoxels 
with handpicked builders to pre-build the island um, and turn over permanent structures to the metaverse essentially and set them out for sale rather than having um, having blank wireframe builds. That's one of the things people get bummed out about is not having enough built around them. You just buy a parcel and you get a, a bunch of investors around you that don't build. You're going to have a, a non-built parcel surrounding you the majority of your time. So, um, so there was a need to get some pre-built parcels. It's stuff they've been talking about for a while and it finally hit. Um, so I've been working on that, like I said, for the past few months, um, by, by, by coincidence, by invite, by, I always have to go there cause this is a major driver for my motivation to do good on this Island. But, um, it, it was, I'm on a team with, uh, with Ogar and Misha and, uh, the other member of that had to take off for, cause it was stressful. Brookhawk, um, we had to, we parted ways. He had a lot coming up in the summer, but it was us three. It started off with us four, but before that, um, this was actually supposed to be a lot of money's area. And those are his friends, Ogar and Misha. And, uh, and like I said, it's, it's not the way I wanted to be part of the team. Um, but Ogar approached me, uh, and said, Hey, we, you know, obviously what had happened and, uh, you know, we're seeing if you'd like to join our team here and just, just totally humbled, taken back. If I was a crier, I probably would have cried, you know, like, Holy crap, dude, this is amazing. Like there's no way in hell I've looked up to, you know, Ogar and Alada and all these other builders my whole time here. Um, so the, to be able to actually take part and be part of the team, um, cause to be honest, when I heard about architect Island, I was like, Oh no, I didn't get asked. Oh, that's cool though. I'm like I said, I'm super humble. So I try to let it roll off. It, it bummed me off for a minute, but it was all good. Cause I wanted to see what people could do. And then I got the call from Ogar and it was all good. But, um, so I've been working there for the past couple months and, uh, I think I've got six buildings built so far. We had a total of 40 parcels and there's 10 each. And so I think when we lost one member due to workload of real life, uh, Ogar being the machine that he is, he assumed most of those parcels as well. I think he's got more than the rest of us, but he's a stud. But the uh I got ten parcels to build out and I got about six done. And like I said, it's it's just been consuming. It takes up all my time. Any build time I have right now, it's all going strictly to that. I don't really do much art, which I really, really been wanting to to start minting some more art. That's a whole nother topic we can touch on later. But um yeah, I've been pretty much strictly building head down, um, DMs closed, commissions closed, just trying to build out these buildings to get ready for uh, for whatever we're going to do next on that part of the island. That background is incredible, man. It's just, it's always so humbling how how much of the space is still standing on the shoulders of giants that have come before us and inspired us and like a lot of, yeah just such a important figure in the space um but sort of like switching gears and as we're heading towards the the end of the chat um which has been man i've just been again like walk down memory lane and feeling like re-inspired and reinvigorated like you're i, I feel like you embody like that core ethos that spirit of 
coming in here for the the intellectual curiosity, like getting your hands dirty in the, this virtual space, doing the actual building, building out these spaces that um, hopefully will be inhabited more and more as we head forward. Just got to say it's super inspiring and such a pleasure to, to be able to chat with you. Um, but thank you. As we get to the end of the show, normally it's Rizzle that's doing this uh, super invasive um, shakedown, but we like to to ask our guests to kind of break out their their crypto wallets and see what they've been collecting. Um, I don't know if you want to highlight some of the the most recent works, whether it's art or like box of wearables or like whatever it is that you you collect. I'm just kind of curious what you have in your your wallet. Yeah. No, that's a good one. That's a good question. Let me get, I'm going to open this bad way up. Um, well, the one that I just found on accident, I was having a beer over the weekend, flipping through Twitter in between whatever I was cooking. Um, rare designer, rare Pepe Yacht Club. Um, yeah, I've seen a lot of that. <laughs> he, they ended up going to a free mint and I happened to be checking my phone within like 10, 20 minutes of that first, uh, that first message on Twitter. So I ended up checking it out and sure as shit, they were free. And I was like, damn dude, you know, cause I bought a few in the first pass. I like rare designer. I got, I have a piece from his Odyssey art store and, um, he's a, he's a buddy of skinny. So if skinny's got his back, I got his back type of thing, you know? Um, so I just was, I was in, I was like, Oh, this is cool. So I grabbed a bunch of those, um, over the weekend. I think I, probably too many but you know i don't get a lot of opportunity to dj in the ape in and i totally did here i was trying to mint 100 <laughs> couldn't do it though but um yeah so let's see rare pepes those are on my top of my list because that was the weekend um i got some uh tpl mecha parts from the uh, cyber Rookers quest got the rainbow bracelet from uh control boutique unchained chain a homage to the on-chain chain chain <laughs> um good minds got a couple good minds in here uh one that i hadn't i didn't i keep checking my my additionals because i swear i have some but i finally was able to get um a connie digital async music blueprint um i have some of his stuff from i think from back in the day on additional but i just couldn't find them but so i saw that he's he had a, a couple songs out in a blueprint, so I grabbed a blueprint of his. I've been doing a lot of blueprints lately, I think. Um, let's see some Wizard X in here. A lot of voxel architect stuff, scarcity discoveries. Um what else is standing out here? Yeah, there's my on chain chain, little mustache taco. That one's cool. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> um oh, just met some so I got a couple I've I don't really know the charged particles protocol or team, but somehow they saw one of my tweets or something. And it was either I was at the beach or something, but they're like, yo, we're right down the street. I'm like, wait, what? So I ended up, I, I minted a few particle um avatars, I guess there, but then charged particles in the particle team is a couple guys down here in San Diego. So um, that was kind of cool to, to meet them. Um, Here's an M. Let's see, Marco Zubak, M. Libti. It's a blueprint of his. Uh, what else? This one is cool. Who's this? Is um, Lulu 
XXX. But it was, what was this? It was, this was like a free open mint from Lulu XXX. And it was a generative mint series, P-O-R-T, and then A-A in parentheses. So I, I minted a few of those. Um, the additional crew were talking about it. And I was like, all right, I, I think I like this. And it's really cool stuff. These uh, generated faces and whatnot that uh, Lulu XXX was checking out and messing with. Um, those are the, those are the main ones lately. A lot, like I said, a lot of br- blueprints. Oh, there's a bacillus. I got a bacillus head, uh, the collab from, uh, Hera Medusa and bacillus. Uh, got my first rug in here. <laughs> Real deal rug, ETH Holmes. Let me shout out to ETH Holmes. Uh, anybody that followed me in there, I'm sorry. I thought it was really cool. <laughs> But I'm still, the idea is rad. We're building in Substrata. These people had models, and they actually gave me a, a 3D model of these homes, but they ended up rugging. So, but they were basically, it was a pre-built, pre-built home that had a 3D model that you could import into these virtual spaces. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But, you know, they Please took off. Very... Yeah, yeah, till they <laughs> took off. Um, but some of the, some of the art art, I don't have much one-on-ones right now. We went through that whole phase. That there wasn't a one-on-ones anymore. But like I said, a lot of blueprints, a lot of blueprints. Oh, I got a gazer, Matt Cain. Um, that, once again, I saw a tweet, I think, from Mighty Moose, um, who I know from back in the day. And I was like, oh, yeah, Matt Cain for sure. Yeah, I'm getting that. And I ended up having to get one on secondary. One of my big regrets. I missed it, the boat on that. It's dude, it's legit. It's super cool. And I didn't even know much about it. I just knew it was Matt Kane, Mighty Moose is tweeting about it, and let's do it, you know, and, and then you come to find out it's like it moves with the moon cycles and the whole thing changes and my moon disappeared one day and there's this whole Twitter uproar <laughs> like my moon's gone and oh my god, you know, and it's just one of the coolest NFTs I think out there currently. Yep. Name name another, you know, I, it's just really cool, and it keeps giving. There's all these little secrets, and like the colors are always changing, and there's movement to them. And and as soon as I get myself a damn digital frame, it's gonna look badass, you know. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Easer fan right over here, Rizzle. You gotta step your game up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. Trust me. Uh, yo, dude, that's like quite the. Uh, I I don't want to cut you off, man. If you, you no, you're fine. Things. Uh, that's like quite the lineup there, man. And I'm dude, next time you stumble upon these like free mints, like in the moment, man, shoot me a DM because I'm jealous of like the Lulu X, uh, as well. Lulu triple X, um, big fan of hers and had no idea that that was even a thing that was out there. Um, yeah, I got lucky. Like I said, dude, but that's, that's quite like the OG lineup that you have. Uh, also I shout out to async man. And the, the blueprints are like so cool. Um, but that's like quite the quite the lineup, man, that you have in your wallet there. Um, Thank you, dude. Let uh, let people know all the things, man. Anything, any like important dates that you got coming up, or like whatever's going on with Architecture Island, or any like important social media handles. Like, let everyone know uh, where they can find you and what's going on. Uh, my birthday's in October. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty chill. Um, so uh, Twitter at point shark one um architect island is where you can find me building uh i tweet about it every so often i'm not a big pump my bags type guy or, or check me out type guy um so 
to to your guys, this is my first podcast ever and probably second, maybe third time even publicly speaking. So um thank you for having me on, that's for sure. Uh oh, yeah. really that's it. I don't I don't need to show much, man. It if you find me and you find some stuff, you'll see my stuff. My Twitter has a Behance in there and it's got a my link at known origin and my link on Maker's Place. Um and that's what, like I said, I'm still trying to get more art out there. I'm just, I just love building too much that when the next job comes up, I always take a, a build job rather than uh, following my art needs. But uh, trying yeah, to get art out there, meaning like more builds or like no, more? I well, if you want to take a step back into conversation, um, because I started off on additional, um, and I was minting art. That's where I really, really before I was building, before I could even build realistically in this space um i was hanging out with with mighty moose and jelly and uh who else wg meets like i said i wasn't gonna name names of bruckman and i'm just trying to go over the names in the in the additional crew um michael zubach fanny lackabay john egan those are kind of the heads of the the operation i believe um just so many people who else was in there i'm gonna forget people i'm super sorry but i was minting in 2019 um and trading art with these guys in 2019 guys and girls uh and just having a good old time so i always wanted to get on known origin so when i finally could it was awesome same thing with maker's place when i finally could it was awesome um i knew colin before async so when when him and no shot started that sucker i was really really inspired to just get good so that i could potentially have a shot at getting on async one day you know um just driving factors uh so yeah, when I say about minting art, honestly, that's I I was technically should I say it? I was an artist before a builder. Um, <laughs> even though I came here to build slash create, uh, the art kind of stepped in front first, and so that's how I got my foot in the door, meeting everybody, and just kind of getting immersed in even things as simple as why storing photos on this isn't necessarily good if you're trying to keep stuff private. Like I had to get explained things about the chain, you know what I mean? And that was all of these people that were in this room back then. And so I can't thank them enough for obviously not kicking me out right away for being the new guy, you know, and not knowing much. Um, But they've inspired me to keep creating Uh, mighty moose. I think collected I want to call it my Genesis piece. You know, he was, he was super stoked, my Genesis unknown origin. And when that stuff happens and people are are supporting you because they like you and whatever else it may be, um, it, the motivation to create more is there. And I left additional clothes down before I could reach my goal of a hundred pieces in this one specific series. Um, I think I was, I think I'm up to 72 or something at this point within the series, but, uh, I want to finish that series. Kind of, I just don't know where to put it, but yeah, I just want to keep creating. And since I haven't minted art in a while and I've been doing so many builds, that's just kind of, okay, I'm, I'm heavy build now. I need to go get back heavy art, you know, cause I was real heavy art for a long time. So just anxious to, to fine tune my skills, see what I've learned over the few years, see if, see how, how well I can mess with layers these days. And, see what I can get going to potentially audition for another platform or something. So, yeah, if you see me out there, say, Hey, um, don't need to buy anything from me. I'm not here to make money I'm here to make friends and have fun. <laughs>
and just go. So, yeah. Oh, yeah man. Shaka. <laughs> That's my show. Amen, <laughs> Amen man. That, what a beautiful show. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just here to create and have fun. If you like it, come scoop it. Not trying to sell anything. I mean, dude. I'm not. Like, I don't even think I have anything listed. Just... Yeah, I, I was I was checking it out before. I, I I can't see anything on secondary. I see just like sold out. So um yeah, man, I'm excited to see what you cook up. And yeah, I just want to echo again, what what an absolute pleasure. It's been chatting. Um and just a big admirer, long term admirer. So uh, really excited to just see you keep doing your thing and excited that that's what you want to keep doing. <laughs> yeah. Which is great for the whole space, man. So yeah. thank you once again. Keep no, doing thank you guys. Like I seriously can't thank you guys enough for even just having me on. Like I said, super humbled. I've learned in tons just by, you know, following you guys and talking and listening, listening to your podcast, listening to the people you have on your podcast. So, you know, if, 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 uh, Rising tide raises all boats. Uh, you guys are definitely help rise that tide. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, appreciate that, each man. other. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. Right on. Yeah, yeah, dude. I really, really, really appreciate having you on, man. It, it feels like we all like sort of came up together, and uh, it's cool to be able to sort of you know kick it and reflect back on all that, and keep being out here uh, doing our thing together, man. So. Uh, Dude, it's been great, uh, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you in the metaverse, man. We, we'll have to host a whip at uh, one of your spots once they're complete. Definitely, that'll be something for sure. I'll get with get with the guys and see which one they want to take off on. Yes, right on. Awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. I'll talk to y'all later. Thank you, man. See ya. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Proof of Beauty. Proof of Beauty is an experimental digital experience studio. The blockchain is their canvas, and the tokens are their brush. You can learn more about Proof of Beauty by checking out pob.studio. You can follow them on Twitter as well at P-R-R-F Beauty. That's P-R-R-F Beauty on Twitter and pob.studio on their homepage to learn more about their projects like Hash, London, and Publico. Thank you. And see you in the next episode.